Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the XA Life Podcast. My name is Adam Chasson and I work on staff here with Kaiapha Campus Ministries. This is a podcast for you, the student, to be encouraged and equipped to follow Jesus. On this podcast, you will hear from our staff, Jenny, Brittany, Caitlin, Mallory, myself, and maybe even a guest speaker. We will be talking on a variety of topics to help you grow closer to Jesus while we're unable to gather together in person. Thanks for joining us today, and let's dive in. So welcome to the XA Live podcast. Um, I am excited you guys are joining us, and we're going to talk about some stuff that I really care about. Um, We're also joined today with some people that um, I really care about. So you guys get the special privilege of listening to one of my favorite humans, or really my favorite human, just don't tell my son that, um, my husband, Leland. So Leland, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It is great to be here. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, really just the idea of knowing Jesus. It's one of our core values here at Louisiana Tech is that we know Jesus. Um, But in this season, one of the things that I've noticed is that we have to be really intentional of what it means to lead ourselves in our relationship with Jesus. Um, So Lila, do you have any thoughts on really why we need to lead ourselves? Like there's a lot of directions you could go with that. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind you know, right away, and it's not even necessarily related to devotional life, but just straight up life is if we're not leading ourselves at this point, who's going to do it? Uh, you know, we've kind of seen a ravaging of all of the institutions that we've kind of taken for granted. And I'm thinking about education. I'm thinking about economy. I'm thinking about healthcare. Um, I'm thinking about the ability to go to church and, have someone telling us what to do. I mean, yeah. it's, all, it's all gone. And if we're not actually investing and in figuring out how to lead ourselves, then I'd pose the question, who else is going to do it? No, it's true. And I think one of the things that I've had to ask myself, and I've had to ask other people in the process as well, um, but in the process of leading ourselves, if I'm not somebody that I would like someone else to follow, what do I need to do about that? Because I can't just be who someone tells me to be because right now there are so many voices and some of them we just need to mute when it comes to social media. Um, But really we need to lead ourselves. We need to be like, how do I follow Jesus wholeheartedly? And am I someone that I would really want someone else to be like? And so Leland, um, I obviously like, being your wife, watched you lead yourself in your relationship with Christ for years now. Um, So if you were talking to a student, what do you think the first step for a student in leading themselves would be? I think it actually starts with a decision that, you know, it needs to be done. Because I I think without, without that, then whether you're trying to lead yourself or whether you're expecting else, someone else to tell you what to do, uh, if you don't decide to take the ownership and responsibility for carrying that out, then I think, you know, just turn off the podcast right here. Uh, I think we can be done because without that, uh, forget about it. So with, you got to decide why to do it and you got to okay. decide that it's needed to be done. And I, and I think a lot of it kind of falls out from that. And there's some questions you could ask about, you know, why would someone, decide that this is needed and and we can go down that road if you want. I don't know if you had a thought beyond that or not. Um, I mean, you can share on why you think it's important to do it. 
Well, so, some of it is a little bit of what you, um, you sort of posed just a couple of minutes ago about, you know, am I someone that, you, am I the person that I would want someone to follow? And we need to keep in mind that whether we are kind of in a shelter in place environment or whether we're out on the street in a different time, uh, either in the past or in the future, yeah. people are actually kind of paying attention to what, what we're doing and what's going on. The words we use, all of these other things. I mean, we may not even think of ourselves as a, you know, someone that's leading, but in the end, and, you know, there are authors in the Bible that talk about these sorts of things. You know, it's the life that you lead that causes other people to follow or not. You know, we will have people watching us. And so we're all going to be leaders at some level. So I think you decide that, you know, it's needed somewhat because I'm not who I'm supposed to be or I'm not who I'm called to be. I mean, how many people are kind of at, um, you know, at a loss right now for, what am I supposed to be? What should I be doing? Uh, you know, fundamental things like uh, maybe I don't walk with the integrity that I should have. And I've known this for a long time, or I don't show the care that I need to others. It's you know, too easy for me to fly off the handle about small things. Uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of reasons why you could decide that you need to start you know, leading yourself into a stronger relationship with Christ. And a lot of it's just that I'm not who I could be or who I'm called to be. And this is kind of bothering me because I'm always at the same place every time trying to restart something and be better. And yet here I am again, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I really think in this season, we can see an invitation from Jesus to um, press into him, to make the choice, to allow those things he's trying to change in us to actually be changed um, because they're no longer quiet. You should change this. It's like a loud yell, like you should really change this. So when I think about leading yourselves and what does that look like when it comes to our devotional life, um, one of the thoughts that I had, and I want to hear your thoughts, too. I was just going to share one thought I had, is that leading our own devotional life means that we have to learn to follow. We have to make the choice of whether we want to surrender to Jesus or whether we don't want to surrender to Jesus, because you can't be a leader until you learn to follow. And we have to make that choice to follow Jesus. I was listening to a sermon yesterday. And it talked about how we're all struggling because we have lost control, but the reality is we've lost the illusion to control. Um, but the one thing we can do is that we can choose to surrender to Jesus. We can choose to say yes to him. So in your own life, do you think there's anything that's helped you lead your own devotional life besides obviously surrendering to Jesus? Yeah, I think you hit a good point. A lot of it starts with humility. I mean, surrender is humility. It is the idea that what I want and what I feel like doing is not what I'm actually going to do. I'm going to do what's good. Yeah. And, you know, with, without that, then we're, we're bound to, you know, kind of follow the story of New Year's resolutions where everybody signs up for a gymnasium. They bring in a bunch of extra equipment. A week later, they move the equipment back out and the gym's back to normal. You know, so I think a lot of it's just the humility of deciding that um, what I want is second 
and what I really want and what I really need is actually Jesus. And so with that sort of in the front of what we're, of what we're after and that in the front of, you know, my mind, the question becomes, okay, this is more important. What needs to come second? And I think that can look like a lot of things, but if you're considering that there are 24 hours in the day and I need to be a different person and I need to spend time chasing Jesus, then you start to ask what needs to be put aside so that I can do that. And so it's a humility and then it's a trust that when I do that, God's going to work out the things that I think I'm you know, not going to have time for. And God's completely faithful to do it, um, see it daily. But it does take a starting point right there of trusting God with the humility of going to him. Yeah, and I think um, for a lot of students on the practical side, sometimes a healthy devotional life or that choice to seek and putting things second um, sometimes can be as simple as like going to bed because the discipline of taking care of ourselves and putting our own desire to like play video games late at night or binge watch TV, um, making that be secondary and making the choice that if I learn to do this and if I learn to develop discipline in my life, um, I can do a better job pursuing Christ because I need that because we need to embrace accountability. Like it's the humility to recognize that Jesus is first and I'm second, but it's also the humility to embrace accountability and to seek it out, to seek it out, to say, I need to change this area of my life. Can you help me do it? Um, I'm not going to wait for you to ask me the hard questions. I'm going to come to you and tell you the things that, Jesus wants to change and the things that I want to do when my devotional life is happening. And so it's really learning to embrace accountability and embrace discipline because we all learn wisdom in life. Um, I remember reading a book that talked about how we learn wisdom and we learn wisdom by either having discipline or having regret. And so when it comes to our devotional life, it's learning to have discipline so we can have the wisdom of God in our life. Do you have any other tips or thoughts as far as our devotional life and leaving yep. ourselves? I'll go back to the gymnasium, uh, you know, going to the gym uh, example real quick and just say that, you know, there, there are certainly times in, in the day where someone who's committed to being in better shape doesn't feel like actually doing it. And, you know, it's those times where that discipline that you're talking about actually keeps them getting up at 5.30 in the morning to go do it. It's not because it feels great at 5.30 in the morning. It's because the discipline is there to try and achieve and get something and be something that you wouldn't be without that discipline. And like you said, it is deciding to, to go to bed or deciding to get up. You know, it's the, and it's the decision to set that time aside. When you're prepping for a test, you make a decision to set some time aside to prep for a test so you don't fail it. And I think that's the same sort of thinking that we need kind of daily because, you know, God is very faithful in feeding us daily when we press into him. I mean, James says, uh, as you draw near to God, he draws near to you. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm reminded also of some of the things that Jesus taught directly about, you know, it's, it's action. Everything is always action. There's the story um, 
you know, of the wise and foolish builders. You know, they're, they're building houses. Jesus has put my teaching into action. The house is much stronger. It's not a total disaster when the storm hits because the storm is going to hit and it hits both. And that's in Luke 7, if you want to go dig that up. But, you know, the, the storm hits both buildings and, and one of them withstands and one of them is a totally devastated loss. And so there's always this call to action. Ask, seek, and knock is something that, you know, we hear from Jesus. There's a call to action, a call to persevere, a call to actually go out and pursue these things. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I love about devotional life and I love about the pursuit of Jesus is that I can pursue Jesus passionately when I feel like it, and I can pursue Jesus passionately when I don't have the feelings because he is worthy no matter what. And I think that's the thing when it came to me learning to lead myself in my devotional life was that I can make the choice to do it. I can make the choice to passionately pursue him and to press in and grow where he wants me to grow because he is worthy. And I was also reminded too that, um, you know, there is, there's kind of a, I don't know if I want to call it a hidden uh, benefit, but it's almost like a hidden treasure of deciding that you're going to go do this. Um, you know, Paul hints at it in a few places, but it's this idea of the mystery of Christ. Um, you know, this idea of the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in us and the hope of glory. I mean, as you, that's uh, Colossians one, as you, um, as you decide to go out and do this, uh, God will start to reveal some of the depths of his love and character that are really priceless. You'll start to get a feel for what his unfailing love actually means and what that's like. And surrounded in a world of chaos, a, you know, a lack of le- you know, leading anybody, uh, things that are just kind of destroyed around us, quite frankly, you start to really understand kind of what some of the biblical authors mean when they say, you know, God is our rock. Um, and that's sort of a, a hidden treasure there for the ones that would, act, would, would choose to seek and knock. He's got that waiting for us all, and he wants to share that with us. And my, my hope is that, you know, that, that promise there in itself will draw some people into a stronger devotional life. Yeah, Leland, that's so great. Also on the podcast, we have Brittany with us to talk about leading yourself. So as we were talking about what it means to lead ourselves in our relationship with Jesus, one of the things that we recognize is that worship is part of that. And we thought, what better person to ask about personal worship than our worship leader? So Brittany, we thought it would be just really good to ask you the question, why do we need to lead ourselves in worship? You know, Jenny, that is a really good question that I consistently contemplate uh, throughout my life right now. I think the value of leading ourselves in worship is one that is incredibly important. For me, before I start my day, before I read my Bible, I take a few minutes to quiet myself and worship God, whether that is listening to a song or looking up the lyrics of a song or just sitting quietly in the presence of God while a song plays. 
I think for me, the reason I value that is because worship has a way of expanding my view and perspective of who God is, of his character. And worship reminds me of the cross, of the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus, and even the character of God and all of that combined helps me put my perspective where it belongs and my view back on the most important thing, which is Jesus. Because where life is and the craziness and the chaos of life, it is easy for our view of God to be shrunk down to our circumstances or to be shrunk down to our limited view and understanding. But worship has a way of opening all that up and softening my heart so that I can really hear and receive from God. And so one of the things, one of the ways I do this in leading myself in worship is I always incorporate two types of songs into my worship. And one of that always has to be one on the cross or the crucifixion or the gospel. Songs like Living Hope by Phil Wickham or Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, songs that remind me of the gospel of Christ, the reason I am a Christian, the reason I serve Jesus, I always start there because it reminds me of why I do this. And then from there, I just go where the spirit leads me, but it always ends up in a time of surrender or a time of responding to the revelation that God has given me. And so worship, leading ourselves in worship has to be something that we incorporate every day if we want to keep our perspective on who God really is and expanding our view of him. So that's just my thoughts in leading ourselves in worship and why it is incredibly important. One of the things that I think has been really helpful for me when it comes to worship is that I can choose to engage the presence of God anywhere. I can put on a song and I can say, I'm going to press into God's presence right here. Or I can go on a walk and I can say, I'm going to press into the presence of God. I don't need to be surrounded by people to find the presence of God. I just need to say, I am going to press into God right now, right here in this song or in this moment. And I think that's important is that when we engage worship, it's not based on whether or not we feel like it or if we're in the mood or if we have the time. For me lately, my time of worship has incorporated going on a drive and just praising God as I drive and Brent joins along with me. And it doesn't matter if I'm in the mood or not. It's my choice. Worship is my choice to engage God for who he is despite what's happening in my world. So true. And that's one of the reasons why we seek Jesus is we seek Jesus because of who he is and that who he is is worthy to be known. Who he is is to be worthy to be praised. Who he is is worthy to be loved. And so as we wrap up this podcast, I just want to encourage you to take one tip, to do one thing this week to help yourself lead yourself in your relationship with God. That's the beauty of this season is that we don't need institutional religion to have Christ. We can have Jesus Christ. We can know him more and we can thrive in our relationship even when 
our form of gathering is listening to a podcast. So do something this week to be intentional in that. Have a good day. You will.